0: Hello, folks. Welcome to the Stronger Marriage Podcast with Trey and Lee.
1: Hey, everybody. We're glad you joined us today. We have got some exciting news we want we to share. We do.
0: We do. Right. Can I, can I do share? It. All right. Well, our new book is officially on the market, and you can get it through Amazon, uh, or you can find the link to it on our webpage, TreyandLee.com. It will send you to the right place to tell you a little bit more. Uh, we have put together one of the things that a lot of couples... Would ask us about is we're looking for a book that we can do together that will promote some spiritual intimacy in our marriage, um, dealing with maybe reading the Bible together and praying together and just studying some things together. And so we, one of our favorite books that we've done before together is the Book of Proverbs, and we have decided that we would put together a thirty-one day, which is one month, one month devotional guide through the Book of Proverbs. And uh, we have got this in book form. It's kind of more of a journal or a lot like a journal. Uh, it is a bigger, wider book because you got lots of area in which you write in. That there's questions for you to answer and things, and we're excited about
1: it. Very excited, yeah. Um, we feel like it'll just strengthen your marriage. It'll strengthen your own uh, personal relationship with God. Um, man, Proverbs is just Full of so much wisdom. For it is not only for you know just doing life, but it's got a lot of stuff to say about uh, marriage and family.
0: It does, and and we talk a lot about that. We we'll, we focus mainly on marriage and and just uh, personal strength of uh, individuals, and uh, what what better thing can you do to improve your uh, marriage? then uh, also improve your relationship with God. And so this is just really good stuff. And, and and I'm thinking it worked out to where it got here right before Christmas. This would make a great stocking stuffer, uh, a Christmas present. Maybe you're a, a husband and you're thinking, what do I get my wife that she would like? I promise you she will. She will love the fact that you're stepping up going, hey, let's do a marriage book together. You will rock her world.
1: Yeah, very much so. Um,
0: if you do that. But uh, it is a book you can do by yourself. Uh, you may go, man, I'm not sure I can talk my spouse into it. That's all right. You do it by yourself. Uh, and so maybe they'll see you looking at it and let you uh, maybe read through some of the stuff that you have written. But uh, some of the chapters, the things that we deal with now, the chapter titles don't tell you everything about the chapter, but uh, we, we talk in the first chapter about there's always more to learn. There, there's never a time that you stop learning about your spouse. Um, we are talking about keeping your vows, how to guard your heart and temptation in chapter four. Uh, chapter 5, I love chapter 5, drunk on love, because that is what they tell us to do. Be drunk on your spouse.
1: Uh-huh. Chapter 12, you, I mean, we just flat out tell you don't be stupid.
0: Yeah, don't do not do stupid stuff. <laughs> and, and actually, we're just repeating what the, the <laughs> guy in Proverbs says. <laughs> he
1: says it, don't be stupid. He says, don't be stupid.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in chapter 7, he says, don't be brainless. And, and that's somebody who, uh, yeah, isn't faithful in their marriage. And so we talk about stalemates. Actually, we'll look at that chapter today. I'm going to read a little bit out of that. Um, we talk about chapter 30 is the woman that's the opposite of the Proverbs 31 woman the Mm -hmm. woman of noble character chapter 31 maybe my last chapters our last chapter is one of my favorite because we talk about the woman of noble character and we also talk about the man of noble That's character. Right.
1: We, we kind of reworded that to fit the man as well. So it's good stuff, I think.
0: I I, yeah. I do too. I think, it like I said, what a great way to bless a marriage and a, a relationship with God. And so if you're looking for a Christmas gift, uh, you just want to improve your marriage, maybe for your kids, um, this is a great thing to get and do. Get it on amazon.com and you can just search for wisdom and your marriage. And we'll actually put the link in the And the thing today, uh, we'll put the link in the podcast. You should be able to find it there or go to our web page. Wisdom for Your Marriage, a 31-day devotional guide through the book of Proverbs. So uh, that was enough commercial. Let's (laughs) focus on what we're going to talk about today because it's probably one of the biggest questions we get from people, and that is, how do I deal with a one-sided marriage?
1: We do. Um, You know, we make posts on social media a couple of times a day, and it just seems like every single post, somebody comments, but I'm already doing this, and I'm a, I'm the only one. My spouse never does this. My spouse has no desire to do this. Um, and that's hard when you feel like you're the only one putting out any effort. Only it is one trying.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It, it takes two. That's one that everybody, always, it always takes two, and I'm the only one putting into this. And so we're going to address some of those questions today and some of those thoughts and tell you... We're going to try and build you up and encourage you, but we're also going to tell you that there are still some things that you can do. We feel like there are some specific things that you can do that will that will bless your marriage and help your marriage, even if, if you're the only one doing anything right now.
1: That's right, uh, because that's all you can do.
0: That's all you can do. And yep. so we'll talk about that as we go. But uh, how do you deal with a one-sided marriage? Do you want to so the start first us off? Thing,
1: the first thing you got to keep in mind is that you want to step up and not check out.
0: Yeah, easy thing to do is go. Well, if you're not working, I'm done. And and sometimes um, what you've got to do is say, hey, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna put in, I'm gonna work hard at this, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna motivate you by me not giving up. Right. And and that's frustrating because you already may be doing all the work.
1: That's right. And, and, and we're telling you it. we're telling you to work harder, and yeah, that's the last that's thing. You, that's the last thing you probably want to hear. But it's true. Sometimes you have to just do even more than what you feel like you're already doing, and and your spouse may go, "Wow." I mean, hopefully you motivate them. That's what we're trying to do here.
0: Yeah, that is exactly right. And and you deserve, uh, you know, a pat on the back for not quitting, uh, and and being willing when your spouse doesn't seem like they're doing anything. It is helpful for you to to hang in there and just keep working and everything else. So that's right. So so, make sure that you're stepping up and not out, and, and make sure you're not trying to use guilt or manipulation or um, forcing your spouse. Don't, don't try to control them because they're not working. Um, don't use these things as a weapon. Don't use sex as a weapon. Don't use, well... You know, I'm not doing this till you do that. We'll talk about that more down here in a minute. But 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 just step up your game and go. Look, I am going to keep doing my part as best as I can right now. And that's all. That's what you can do right off the bat is don't check out yet. That's
1: right. Um, the next one.
0: Uh, don't keep on? score uh, because one of the things a lot of spouses do uh, that and and yeah, they'll go. Well, I I did the laundry yesterday, and I don't know that they did anything yesterday. And this isn't sports. Don't keep score. Um, there are times in marriage, we've we've realized this in our marriage, there are times that, uh, you know, we always say marriage is 100 and 100. You got to give 100, you take 100, but but marriage isn't always that way, honestly. There are days where one spouse may only be able to give 60%, and the other spouse says, I'm going to give 140. Mm-hmm. And so that's all you can do. Sometimes it's 70-30, and you just... You just give what you got, and sometimes you've got to make up for your spouse. Maybe your spouse has had a hard day. Maybe they're somewhere emotionally, uh, something's going on at work, something's going on in their life, and they just are, are struggling. You've you got to be cautious not to keep score. Well, I did this, this, and this, and this. Uh, and that doesn't mean that you can't say, I just feel like I'm the only one working in this marriage. That just means be cautious that you're not keeping a checklist of, I've done these things, and you're not doing anything.
1: That's right. Um, the next thing you can do is to serve them, and and you already are. We know you already are, uh, but it's true. I mean, you serve them, and hopefully they're going to want to do nice things for you in return.
0: You know, one of the one of the things that I'm sure listening to this, you're thinking, well, I'm kind of hoping you'll just tell me how I can fix them. That's right. And <laughs> and there's that can't be done. No. Um, all you can do is work on yourself, and hopefully motivate them. I love the story about the 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 husband who felt like he was doing all the work. Basically, he was he said, "My wife is checked out for whatever reason, and I feel like I'm the only one in this marriage that's really putting out a lot of effort, and she just doesn't seem to care right now." And and how do I fix her? And and the answer came back, "Well, the best thing you can do is uh, get up in the mornings and fix her her coffee and breakfast." And and he was a little frustrated because he said. Why should I serve her when she's already not doing anything? and uh he was told just just make her coffee, just make her coffee every morning. you get up, make her coffee and have it right there there and greet her with a smile and and so he started he started every morning getting up making her coffee and having it ready when she got out of bed or when she was in the shower or something and and she responded to that. Uh, he found himself, just a little response, but he found himself saying, all right, so if she responded a little bit to that, me being sweet there, he started also fixing her lunch before she left to go to work. Wouldn't say anything. Every day, just fixed her lunch. Every now and then, he'd include a little note in there about, hey, I appreciate how hard you're working for our family or whatever it is. And so he started fixing her lunch. He found the more he was serving her, the better it made him feel about their marriage. And before long, she started reciprocating on many of those things. Anyway, basically their marriage today is so much better because instead of giving up giving up, or checking out, uh, instead of keeping score, going, why should I make her coffee? She has done nothing for me. He actually took the, um, the courage and started actually doing more and serving her maybe when he felt like she didn't deserve
1: it. Yep, that's pretty cool. Um, really is. And, you know... He motivated, motivated her, Try. and that's uh, that's just what we hope will happen in in your case yeah. as well. So
0: some people struggle with being relationally challenged, and maybe they're not rejecting you. And I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but maybe your spouse, maybe you grew up in a family that encouraged one another and served one another, and you saw a healthy marriage from your parents. They treated each other kindly. They did things for one another. But maybe your spouse didn't grow up in a home like that. Maybe they grew up in a single-parent home. Maybe their parents were not affectionate. Maybe they didn't serve one another. They may have grown up in a home where there was never any praise. You know, you just expect to do your job. And so they have grown up relationally challenged compared to you. And maybe they're not rejecting you. Maybe they just don't know or understand what it is that you want from marriage
1: that's right um, yeah they just haven't had any positive examples in their life to know you know how to do marriage and how to do it well and so maybe they feel like you know maybe they feel like they're doing their part yeah. uh, so communication is is really key.
0: It is. It is. And and just talking about that. Well, and we'll we're going to make this point in a minute. But sometimes you got to sit down and go. Here's some things I would like from you, mm-hmm. if if you can possibly do this. That's right. Um, and it, it may be foreign to them because they may not have grown up in a in a family like that. Yeah.
1: But but communication and and what we've said before. You serving them. You you doing nice things for them. You're basically teaching them what marriage should look like. And so. Uh, hopefully they'll pick up on that and and want to do better.
0: That's right. Uh, one of the what what is something that they definitely want to avoid? Maybe a big marriage killer. We talk about this in our our new book oh, in for chapter sure. sixteen, um, and it is
1: man stalemates in this kind of marriage are very very common. And you would be going, "What's a stalemate?" Uh, I think it's a chess term. Yeah. Um, you know where you just kind of get to the point where there's there's no move to be made on either side. I don't play chess, so I don't know. But
0: <laughs> he, one one person goes, well, I'll just move here. I'm not moving my piece until you move your piece, mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna move. I'm gonna move over here and go back to the same spot. I'm Basically, I'm not moving anymore, and you're not moving anymore, and and nobody can really go. And you just kind of in a stalemate.
1: That's right. And and that happens in marriage. You you may think, well, you know, he never. Ever helps around the house. I do everything around the house. I do everything with the kids. And all he does is, you know, he works and then he comes home and sits in his chair. And then he expects me to be, you know, climb in bed with him and be intimate at night. And you're thinking, why, why would I want to do that? That's the last thing I want to do when he never lifts a finger to help me do anything. That's a stalemate. And he may be thinking about you. Well, she never wants to be physically intimate with me. Why am I gonna help her around the house? Um, so you you just get in that vicious cycle of neither one wants to give in and do
0: anything do, for the other. Do
1: what needs to be done, yeah, to make your relationship healthy yeah. and, and good.
0: Stalemates will kill your marriage when when you sit back and, and you say, I will not do this until they first do that. Mm-hmm. Um that is the opposite of serving your spouse. And, and one of the things we know about stalemates is the underlying cause of those is pride. Pride is a killer. And Proverbs 16 talks about this. Uh, pride is a destroyer of relationships. It brings stalemates into your marriages, into your marriage. And, and it says, The Lord detests the proud heart. Be sure of this. Those who are prideful will not go unpunished. That's verse 5. And then he continues to say, Uh, commit to the Lord, whatever you do, and he will establish your plans in verse three. So when you decide I'm going to get in there and I'm going to go to work and I'm going to try to serve my spouse and love my spouse, despite this being a one-sided thing, I will do my best to to let the Lord help work in that area as well.
1: Sometimes, not sometimes, but someone has to make the first move. Yeah. Someone has to make the first move.
0: Another thing that you can do is invest. If you can invest in your marriage, if your spouse is willing to do these things, there are some really, really good things you can do. And so uh, I'll give you three or four. Uh, go take a weekend trip together. Just you two. Don't go with another couple. Uh, don't go with the kids. Go take a weekend trip, just you and your spouse, to get away and spend some time together. Uh, a weekend and overnight. Find you a book that you can read together that will... Um, that will bless you. There's a lot of good marriage books out there. Uh, go to a marriage retreat, a marriage seminar, mm-hmm. a marriage workshop. They're just, you've got to invest in your marriage. And if you can get your spouse talked into that, that would be a great, great thing.
1: That's right. And and if your spouse absolutely will not do any of those things, then you do what you can do. And the thing that you could do out of that whole list that that, you know, if your spouse isn't going to do any of them, that's you can read a book. Yeah. And if your spouse doesn't read it with you, fine, but you can read a book. Um, and it's real hard to read through a book and not immediately point out all of the things in your mind that, yeah, my spouse needs to be doing that better and my spouse needs to be doing that and he never does that or she never does this. But when you read a book, don't focus on those things that your spouse is doing wrong. What you need to focus on as you read to improve your relationship is what you can do to improve the relationship because there are things if you, you know, kind of take the, the speck out of your own eye, so Mm -hmm. to speak. Um, there are always things you can do to improve. And so when you're reading a book or whatever you, you focus on what you can do.
0: Right. And, and if you can get them talked into a trip or to a book, uh, to a retreat, a workshop, man, sometimes it just helps you to refocus on what's important when you do that. Uh, I love watching body language at our, our marriage workshops. Um, it is interesting. Uh, there was a couple in Miami, Oklahoma, uh, and I believe I pronounced that right, at, at a workshop I had done, and and the husband stepped into the bathroom for a second, and his wife caught me out in the the back and said, I just want to tell you, my husband did not want to be here. He is not happy about being here, and he's really not happy with our marriage, and I'm just hoping this is our last chance. But she had somehow talked him into getting him there, and he had showed up. And and the marriage workshop started, and I watched. He kind of sat. There was about a foot, maybe two foot between them. He had his arms crossed. Uh Wasn't a whole lot of good positive vibe going on. But did you know, by the end of the weekend at that workshop, uh, I wanted to stop and take a picture, but that guy had her snuggled up under his her, his arm with his arm around her, and I have no doubt he had totally gained a new perspective on things uh, as they were. They were so close. You, I mean, she was practically <laughs> sitting in his lap um, just because she was able to go. Would you just please try this one thing? Mm-hmm. And got him there, and and it blessed their marriage. And so, if you can do something, look to invest in that as well.
1: That's right. And and you know they maybe they haven't done anything for a long time, and you've quit asking, uh, but. It's time to maybe it's time to ask again. You know, hey, are you are you up for a weekend away or, you know, um, an an overnight trip or, or whatever? Um, just go ahead and make that first move. Yeah. Make the first move. Like we said, some don't get in the stalemate. Somebody's got to make a move, so you make yeah. the first move.
0: You can only control yourself. And uh, yeah,
1: we talked about that with reading the book. You know, right. I mean, you can't control what your spouse is going to do. You can only control. What you can do,
0: and and one of the things we see, um, at least I do a lot because I have a lot of men that contact me, men men that contact me, and they go, hey, my spouse has just quit, my wife has just just given up, um, and a lot of times they have waited until men are bad about that, they wait until the last minute to finally go, okay, we need some help when when she's been asking for a long time, and so men understand that if your wife is upset, going, I've given you chance after chance after chance, and you're just you know things aren't changing. Uh, she's convinced that you can't change because you've told her you were going to change. Maybe you went to one counseling appointment. Maybe you maybe you said you were going to change, and for a week you did better. You are going to have to step up at some point and do what you haven't done to this point. She wants to to, to respect you and love you again. I have no doubt about that. But you have got you have got to make those changes in there if this is you in this point um, right here. You know. I watched the Fireproof movie a while back on my laptop and thought that's a guy who just wasn't willing to let things go in his marriage and it was a good thing. Uh, communicate. That's where you sit down and have clear, precise communication on, honey, can we talk about, here's some things I would really like for us. And and you just got to, you may, you may feel like I've already communicated. You sit down and communicate again. Don't drop hints. Don't, don't uh, expect them to read your mind. You clearly communicate what's needed.
1: Yes, in a loving way, because yes. you kind of up up at the front when we first started talking. You know, you can't manipulate. Try. So don't don't try to be manipulative or pouty or you know that kind of thing. But do it in a you know grown up loving way. Try so um, and and get help. That's the next one. Just flat out get help. Um, if you're in a one-sided relationship, you are probably burnt out, and that's why you're. That's probably why you're listening today, because you're like, hey, maybe they'll tell me something I haven't, you know, haven't thought of yet. Um, you know, you get tired of going it alone, and you you just feel like you're pushing sand up one side of the mountain, and it, you know, rolls right back it down. It just on rolls top of right you. back down. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. S- try to stay energized. Uh, try to keep close with friends and family that can encourage you. Not friends and family that are going to tell you, hey, he's a bum or she's a bum, you know, check out. Mm-hmm. Try to get in there and, and work through this. Boy, if every marriage quit, when when you have a spot in the road to where there's some problems, the divorce rate would be a whole lot higher than it is. That's right. Most of them marriages that you look at that have been married 30, 40, and 50 years, they they probably had a lot of reasons to quit. They just didn't. They didn't give up on one another.
1: Yeah, find find uh, some positive uh, relationships to turn to. Talk to experts in the field of marriage. Take classes on marriage. Read books um, from those who know how to work with one-sided marriages. There's there's probably some really good material out there.
0: Yep. Um, finally, work on being attractive to your spouse. Um, sometimes you lose attraction when emotionally there's a disconnection between a husband and a wife, and she may say, I'm not attracted to you anymore, or he may go, I just don't feel it anymore, there is no fire. Let me remind you, do the things that you did that caused your spouse to fall in love with you, whether that was by flowers and write notes, uh, hold hands, flirt, those are all things that you continue to do. But I wanna remind you, sometimes when you're having marriage problems, Um, And sometimes when you're going through this and you feel like everything's one sided, you want to be weepy or pouty or give silent treatment or act like you're mad all the time or not talk. And, And let me just tell you, that's just the opposite of what you need to be doing. There is nothing attractive to your spouse that you're trying to get to change. About you being weepy or pouty or mad or, uh, or or angry or giving the silent treatment, those don't make things any better. They only make things worse. And so, what you need to do is work on you know get up and 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 put a smile on your face and, and work on being nice to your spouse today, being attractive to your spouse today, um, and and try not to let the feelings of your frustration wear on your sleeve all the time that is an important thing to do it's a it's a tough thing sometimes when you're looking at um man our marriage is one-sided and i'm the only one that seems to be working and uh we just if you're in a marriage like that and you're just working right now first let me just say we applaud you and you inspire us because you're not giving up, and we appreciate that. Um, you are fighting for your marriage, and and we think uh, if you fight for your marriage and your spouse finally gives in and goes, man, I need to be stepping up too, you will be so glad you stuck with this. You will be so glad you stuck with this.
1: That's true, and and we've seen that happen after years and years of marriage. Um, I know we, we were, were talking to a friend just the other day, and she said her husband— uh, was, was coming to pick her up for lunch and uh, he was doing all these things for her that he hadn't done for years. And it was just kind of like, you know, something f- flipped a switch on him. And uh, so it, it can happen. It can happen.
0: Yeah, it can. So so be patient, keep working on that. And remember that uh, you got folks in your corner who are, are supporting you, even though it is frustrating. So Try to get them to go on a weekend trip or to a marriage retreat or a workshop or a, a book or something. Anything you can do to get them refocused would be a healthy thing. Why don't we take a second and pray for those marriages today as we close, and we'll finish up that way. Is that all right? That sounds perfect. All right. Let's pray together. Folks, we pray for the marriages and the people who are listening today, for those who are in marriages that are one-sided, where they feel like they're the only ones putting out the effort. it is That's just got to be so frustrating Um, to feel like they're the only one given and their spouse just takes and takes and take. We pray, Father, that you would just soften the heart of that spouse uh, that just seems to take and not be putting out effort and that you would just give them um, a revision, a a refocus on what is important in life and that that is marriage and relationship and family. Uh, Bless the marriages that are listening and, and we just pray, Father, for those marriages out there. And we thank you, Father, for Jesus. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. Glad y'all joined us today.
1: Y'all have a good rest of your day.
0: See you next week.